Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the third episode into the new series called Red Flag Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I was inspired by the daily devotional plan I'm currently reading on Red Flags. It got me thinking about the red flags that we experience on a daily basis, whether it's through friendships, relationships, career, or yourself, red flags are there to give us warnings. I've spoken briefly about my previous corporate work experiences before on the podcast, but not so much in detail. In today's episode called, We're All Family Here, How to Spot Toxic Work Culture, I share my experiences working in a toxic work culture, four red flags to spot one, how to slowly integrate out of one, mentally or physically, and more. But before I get into this episode, I wanted to do a life recap. This past weekend, I ran a 5k race, another qualifier race that brings me one step closer to the New York City Marathon, which this past Sunday was the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon. And every year, I get the same level of energy from the crowd and runners watching from the sidelines. You'll see strangers and loved ones cheering others on, shouting words of encouragement, and you'll see the runners' eyes light up with determination to keep pushing through. There's this unexplainable thrill to watching the New York City Marathon. I mean, not only is it inspiring to me, as someone who has always had the marathon on her bucket list, but you truly see and get to experience the high energy of what makes New York City, New York City. It's not about the place or which neighborhood you live in. It's about the people. The people, whether it's the crowd or the runners, they make this marathon a dream to fulfill. And let me tell you, New York showed up. The city didn't let us down. They came out and brought the excitement and buzz to the streets. My best friend had been training for it for months, and of course I had to go and support and cheer her on. Signs and all. One of the signs where I wrote, Tatum, you run better than the MTA, actually got featured on the New York Times. And of course, the one time I get featured on the New York Times is for blasting the MTA. Of course that would happen to me. It's funny. A lot of people I walked by were amused by the sign, and most of them agreed with me. So I'm not wrong. Anyway, I love that the New York City Marathon had a tracker where you could track any runner with the real-time map, their split times, and projected finish time. So when my friend was coming on the bridge, I was like, she's close. It was really helpful, actually. I got to track my other friends running the marathon, too. And of course, Shalane Flanagan, my favorite runner who I'm very much obsessed with. I got to see her run early on in the beginning, and I was so inspired watching her consistent pace and form at mile 17. She's truly an icon. She finished her sixth world major marathon in 42 days, and kept them all under three hours. I'm so blown away by that. Coming off of that marathon and race high, I've been feeling incredibly inspired again. Not just with running, 
but with work. I've been consistently moving at a good pace, knowing and keeping in mind my limits. Which leads me to today's episode because it deals with our professional endeavors. Red flags in a toxic work culture. I don't think anyone ever really knows they're entering a toxic work culture in the beginning. I mean, think about it. Companies aren't just going to straight up interview people and be like, hey, red flag, we're a toxic work culture, come be a part of our team, you know? Like, you're going through the interview process, and companies do their best to put out the dream work environment. And some of them truly are. I'm not bashing the corporate life. But others, it's a temporary show. And I got to experience two versions of that in my corporate past life. I think what's so hard about these work cultures is that you feel obligated to stay. There are times when they'll manipulate you to stay, And today I want to highlight four red flags that I spotted in my toxic work culture experience. The first one, manipulation. Whether you're early in your career and this is your first job, I still view starting a new job at a new company all the same. Not experience-wise, but work culture-wise. You're fresh to the scene, you're familiarizing yourself with the company, its people, the environment you're working in, the building you're in, if you're back in the office, of course, and all those little things we tend to overlook. Even the coffee machine in the kitchen, or the bathroom, or the cafe downstairs, around the corner, whatever it is, there's a lot to get acquainted to when starting a new job. It's all exciting and thrilling at first. It's like the first day of school. Everything's new to you. You want to learn about everything. You want to meet everyone. You want to just take it all in. And you might discover a new coffee spot in your proximity that might give you that boost you need in the mornings. Or that salad spot that'll keep you full and happy until you leave the office. You'll find these little perks you'll hold on to, especially when the toxic work culture starts. I know I did. In one of my experiences, I remember feeling so drained at one point that I would always resort to this one coffee shop on the third floor of the building I was in for a quick remedy. The woman working the counter was always there on select days, and it was always nice chatting with her just about life. She knew my order too, a matcha latte with oat milk, my go-to. I'd order it just to get through the second half of the workday. I'd sit at one of the white tables, counting down the hours of when I was able to leave, because a few hours before, I had been sitting in a team meeting where the leaders were just so fake. Early on, I never noticed it, but as the weight started to feel heavy day by day, I started to acknowledge the red flags that were waving right in front of me. But I was too blinded by the quote, team bonding at first. The meeting was full of lines like, we're family here. If we're working late or staying past hours, it's because we're family and we all pull our weight around here. I remember hearing something along those lines and staring at another coworker in disbelief. Why would I stay past my working hours just to please someone else? 
And why are they continuously pushing us to treat them like family? All I know is guilt tripping an employee or taking advantage of an employee is not how I would treat my family. There were newer girls to the scene and I remember feeling bad inside because they were fresh and had all these ideas, but I knew they'd be shut down soon. They'd feel that weight too, or or be limited or put in a box because they were new or younger. And I remember having coworkers who were told they had to stay because they were fresh out of college and wouldn't get the experience anywhere else. Basically implying they wouldn't be hired anywhere else because they weren't good enough, so they should be grateful this company took them in. In my mind, I always accepted that that was how corporate life was. If you didn't abide by the hierarchy of the company, you'd be shut down. You'd pay the price for speaking out and suffer the consequences. I remember moments where it was so brutal, I'd cry when I got home. Or I'd wake up dreading my life. I didn't want to go to the office because I knew there would be line after line of manipulation waiting for me. And every day felt like a heavy burden that I had to push myself to carry. It was awful. Life started to feel dreary for me. I didn't enjoy New York City anymore. And when you start to hate the city you moved in to fulfill your dreams, that's when you know things are bad. And that's when I knew working there was a red flag. You'll spot it when your attitude, mood, and everything else you feel and know moves downhill. And here's the second flag. The guilt. This one was a tough one for me because I'm the kind of person who always goes above and beyond with her work. And this really pained me during this work experience because going above and beyond was something they encouraged. But to their standards. In fact, they would push us to do our best. And early on, I really would, just to make them proud. At times they were, and it was a thrilling moment, but a temporary one. Until they weren't satisfied anymore, and they'd let you know how they felt. Constantly. The job didn't feel like something that was beneficial, but rather a chore that needed to please. It was about trying to satiate a hunger for someone who was never quite satisfied. But what messed me up and blinded my red flag for them was this guilt. I was constantly at war in my head. Maybe I wasn't doing a good job. Maybe they were right. I needed to do more. All this guilt of not being good enough went beyond the work environment. I started diminishing my worth as a person too. I'd go home and start thinking I didn't have what it takes to be in a place like New York City. I started not wanting to see my friends because I didn't feel like I was in a good headspace mentally and I didn't want them to notice. And look, you're probably thinking, well, your mood is downhill and so is your energy. Why not get out then? The truth is, it can take you a while for you to spot the red flags because you're probably too busy making a good impression. But after the dust settles, you'll start to notice spotty things in your line of vision that just doesn't seem quite right. 
and you're left trying to figure out if it's you or them. Something I would be so distraught over was the fact that they expected you to be readily available at all times, even weekends. And their communication needed work, a lot of work. The way they spoke to me was downright rude and not professional about it either. It's a red flag if they expect you to treat the job like it's the only thing that matters in your life, like you don't have a life outside of it. A job is a job. When you're outside it, you should have that freedom to focus on family, friends, hobbies, and your other pleasures in life. When the job expects you to work as many hours as possible, with little or no vacation time and no benefits for time off, that's a big red flag. I remember when I was looked down upon when I wasn't feeling well or physically unable to get to work. I'd get the silent treatment or the pettiness for being sick. The third red flag is a lack of transparency. You know, it's crazy. I worked in social media and analytics was a part of what I did. I needed to know the number of sales to track my growth. But a lot of times when I asked for those numbers, it was disregarded and ignored. Basically, I never got them. We as employees never really knew how we were doing as a company and whether what we worked on was contributing to the larger picture. Clearly, something was working because the company continued to hire people. But the lack of transparency was a major, major red flag. They clearly didn't trust us, which made us feel like we didn't matter. When you don't trust the employee to do their job, then why hire them? Why bring someone on for growth if you're micromanaging them every step of the way and telling them how to do a job that you don't even have expertise in? It never made sense to me. The fourth red flag is no freedom. There's a lot of reasons with this red flag. One, constantly being shut down from sharing any ideas within your job. Being limited within your job. For me, as a creative, I wanted to continue exploring new ways for social media growth, but I was always put down with my ideas. So much to the point where I just kept my mouth shut and didn't share anymore. I just did as I was told for the role I applied and got hired for and was a robot to the company. I wasn't growing in this role, and that was another red flag. Not having that freedom to challenge myself was so demeaning. Day in and day out, I was, quote, creating content that I wasn't proud of. Not only that, but our freedom as employees were so limited. We never had a full hour for lunch, and I always felt like I was being watched. Like they didn't trust me to do my job, or trust me in general. It was very traumatizing to live every day like that. It's true when they say your work environment plays a huge role into who you become as a person. You learn from it, you grow from it, and most importantly, it becomes a foundation of how you'll approach your career moving forward. All in all, I'm still grateful for these past work opportunities because it built me into the person I am now. And it sounds cheesy, but it it's actually so true. 
I've grown a thicker skin and learned so much of how not to run a company. (laughs) In those years, I remember having a different perspective to life. It was more of, how can I get out? Or dreaming of what I wish I could be doing. But I should have been more grateful to have even experienced that early on. I think about it now and it's, it's better to learn and grow from these toxic experiences than instead of now as I'm developing my own business. I spent a lot of time afterwards just hating on these people. I'd cringe at the thought of their name or feel traumatized by the experience. But I got to a point where I was able to forgive these people for the way they treated me. It wasn't worth it to keep all that negative energy in. I think it's so healthy to give yourself closure from a toxic work environment. It'll take time, especially to heal and move forward. But if you can try to change your perspective on this part of your season as a chapter of growth, you'll be able to see the bigger picture of what God has for you. He'll never put you through something that you can't handle. And a lot of those times, that's what got me through. I'd focus on leaning on him more than anything else because I needed that strength and energy to get through those tough work days. And look, you might be in a position where maybe you can't physically get out. Maybe it's for financial reasons or other reasons and you just feel stuck. And I think... That was a big portion that contributed to why I did stay. It was a lot to think about and a lot to take in because you know you need to get out and you know you want to get out, but maybe there are some things that right now you can't. And that's why what really helped was to change my mental perspective temporarily just to get through it, just to see that, look, this isn't forever this job is not going to be your life. And if you can get through this temporary situation, it will serve you to greater good later on because it will teach you things that you probably didn't learn had you not taken this job. Try to see it like that if you are in this situation and take care of yourself. I think that's something that I highly, strongly encourage. In these moments, you're going to put yourself down because that's all that they've been doing to you. So you think that's what you should do for yourself. But if anything, make sure you're getting sleep, make sure you're eating, because I think stress really takes away from you prioritizing your mental health. And you're not alone in this. Talk to someone. I'm, I know there's so many people that go through these toxic work environments, and maybe it's because of fear that they don't speak up about it. Um, or for other reasons, which is valid. But if you can talk to someone about this, they know what you're going through. And I know what you're going through because I have been through it for years. And it's not right. For you to acknowledge that it's not right is a good thing. So look, mentally try to shift your perspective. And when you can get out, get out. It's going to take some time to heal. And every day won't be easy. You basically lived at this work environment for months or years, so it will take time. It really helps to not beat yourself up over what happened in the end 
and remind yourself that you were able to free yourself from something that wasn't benefiting you. It may be the dream job or a stepping stone to your next career, but what I've learned, especially from my experience, is this. If it costs you your peace and your mental health, it's not worth it. There are so many things that are greater than just a dream job. Having a title or a job doesn't define who you are. It's not the job that makes you. It's what you make out of the job that matters. Don't forget it. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic on the red flags we experience on a daily basis. This time, we're going internal. The red flags for ourselves. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!